untapped talent on cliffcentral.com. Very good afternoon to you. It's just gone few minutes past two, and it's a Monday. And the only place to be right here on cliffcentral.com is with me, Sia Sangwenifin, with Untapped Talents. I love the show. You never know what to expect. And I always say, for those people who know me and they call me crazy, please, you need to see the behind the scenes happening here. They're like chairs flying all over the place, people screaming, loud music, things going off. It's only normal. And so I still, after all of that and trying to spread out the message that this place is absolute craziness, we still have people coming into addition, but we absolutely love that. So let's get straight into it. I love getting to know all these different people coming into addition right here on cliffcentral.com. And my very first person coming to talk to me is Amy. Hello, Amy. Hi, Sia. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. So, you know, like I, I believe in psychology and what these people think. And they always say first impression is absolutely important. So, so far at Cliff Central, what have you seen and what do you think about it? Well, um, it is absolute craziness, but you know. <laughs> I'm not lying about this, eh? No, he's really not. Yes. But I come from quite a big, crazy Jewish family. So, actually, it's almost like being at home <laughs> for me. So, that's Welcome quite nice. Home. <laughs> we'll just welcome you with open arms. So, you are like, let's explain you in a nutshell, which I do not even know how to begin. Your father actually hosts a, a show on Cliff Central as well, right? Yes, he does. I, he does. Should we proudly proclaim who he is? <laughs> we can, we can. So your father is John T, yes, who hosts the sex show, who co-hosts the sex show. Yes, he does. And you're like, are you a proud daddy's girl? I am. You know, I've always been the biggest daddy's girl. My dad and I are very close. Uh-huh. And um, uh, for those of you who don't know what my dad does, he works in he works in the field of uh, sex and sexuality and when I was young, when I was in high school, yeah. I didn't want to be seen with him. It was <laughs> so embarrassing. I love this. But, you know, I think my dad helps a lot of people. And I've kind of, now that I'm a bit older and hopefully wiser, I've kind of gotten over the embarrassment. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, let, let's put it this way. Every single child and parents, in some cases, dreads the birds and the bees talk. Absolutely. It's cringeworthy. You sit there and just the mere thoughts of your parents talking about sex is enough to like make you make you want to just get swallowed up by the whole earth. Oh, yeah. It's horrendous. Did your father get like really in depth with everything? Because he, he has the knowledge to back it up. Well, it's kind of a funny story because when I was, I think I was, I was little. I was three or four. We were sitting in the back of a car and kind of driving along. And I said to my dad, Daddy, what's a sperm? Dum, dum, dum. Yeah. But to his credit, unlike most parents, he didn't miss a beat. And he kind of explained, I guess, the most you can for a sort of three or four-year-old little person. And I had kind of books and we did have the talk. Um but I suppose I was more embarrassed than he was because he was coming with like this book and that book. And this is like this sick nature this to him. And, yeah, and I just wanted to crawl under the table. I wasn't having any of it. Get swallowed up by the earth. Exactly. So it wasn't too bad. And what I find so fascinating is that you are on like the other side of the spectrum. Yeah. You're into food. Such Absolutely. A, <laughs> such a wholesome image. You see a cucumber for like making a salad. <laughs> he sees a cucumber for... Well, okay. Well, let's not go there. <laughs> so when did you start getting into food? Well, you know, Sia, I, I, like I said, I come from a Jewish family and they are all obsessed with food. We, luckily, my family are all very good cooks and they taught me how to cook. Uh-huh. So I have quite a background of food, but I think, I don't know, I started reading cookbooks and collecting cookbooks and eating out and I realized how exciting Joburg is if you're a foodie and um yeah it, it's just I guess for the last five or six years um that's pretty much all I've been interested in yeah you know I kind of live and breathe food you know are you like that type of person who literally goes into a kitchen just to experiment like you add things in different flavors different styles different absolutely colors. absolutely and yeah. I think experimenting is so important in the kitchen because that's how you kind of find your own style. It's like uh-huh. a creative thing. You know, an artist will 
paint in 10 different styles until he finds the the kind of style that's most him. Yeah. And I think in the kitchen, to play around is how you find you. So absolutely, that's how you create beautiful stuff in the kitchen. And so your love of food then spurred you to start your own blog, Amy Thinks Food. Yes. When was that whole shift of going, you know what, I don't just love food. I don't just love scoffing things you know, <laughs> down into my tummy, but you now want to write about it. Well, I um, I always knew that ultimately I wanted to write about something. And I used to think it was fashion journalism. Uh-huh. And then I realized um, that that wasn't going to work out. <laughs> you can only describe a trench coat in so many ways. Okay. Um. And I, I just, it was kind of a natural progression because I love to write and it, it just kind of happened, yeah. I guess, you know, and I've kind of been doing it ever since. Huh. That's interesting. So like, what's your favorite ultimate meal to make? Oh my God. Um, my favorite thing, I, it's a hard piece, a hard question to ask someone like me, but don't I don't even get me started. Cause I'd <laughs> say like the, the simpler, the easier, the better. <laughs> So like a flippin' sandwich, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite thing to cook and to eat, I guess, because eating is, of course, very important. Um, but you're like, can we just have a moment of silence? Amy's like his size minus four <laughs> here. I hate this. She says, oh, I love food and I eat and I bake and I cook. And she's a size minus four. You're like a little stick. Oh, please. I think that you are talking through <laughs> roast tinted spectacles here. <laughs> But okay. thank you. I'll take it. Yes, take the compliments. <laughs> Absolutely take the compliments. Yeah. Um, oh, so my, my favorite thing in the whole world to cook and to eat is roast chicken. And Ooh. it's something that my dad taught me how to make. Honestly, if you want to impress someone, if you are dating someone and you think he's it, yeah. if you have had a fight with your friend, if you want to cook for your friends and you're not a great cook, yeah, roast chicken is it. How is John T's cooking skills, by the way? He is amazing. It was really? him who taught me most of what I know in the kitchen. So he is an incredible mm. cook. Well, his repertoire just keeps on expanding <laughs> by the day. My goodness. So like this whole food, um, the love of food and cooking, is that what you'd ideally like to bring into Cliff Central if you were to have your own show here? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think that there is enough food on radio. I think that there needs to be more, especially more about Joburg food mm-hmm. on radio. You know, I, I would love to do that. Hmm. So do you see yourself as like the perfect combination of Nigella or like Paula Dean? That's like, oh, those are the only chefs I know, the female chef. God forbid on the Paula Dean bit, but. <laughs> Paula Dean without the little outburst. Uh, yeah. Yes. And the fried butter. You know, I just, I, I, I can't see how that works. But, um, yeah, uh, to be honest, Nigella mm-hmm. is a, is a huge kind of girl crush. Of, uh, of mine. And uh, absolutely, you know, I think if I were to do a show here, I would love for it to be a mix of, you know, letting people know about the amazing restaurants in Joburg and, and kind of cooking and talking to interesting food people. Because uh-huh. that's the thing about food is it's such a, a wide spectrum. And often food shows are incredibly limited. And I think food has a lot of aspects. So it would be nice to kind of explore all the aspects of it. Yeah. I feel though like the, the bigger thing, not just, it's not about, okay, yeah, food is tasting good and whatever, but the bigger thing of sitting down for meals and actually Mm. enjoying time together with family or friends. How important do you think that aspect is? And should we actually make an effort to bring more of it back into society? I think that if we, if we were to do that, if people were to actually make an effort to sit down to a meal, and talk to each other, the difference in our society would be amazing. You know, I read this amazing book a few years ago called French Women uh, Don't Get Fat, and it was this lady who wrote about the kind of eating habits of French women. And in it, she said every night, French women, no matter what they're doing, put their cell phones away, they put their iPods away, they pour themselves a glass of wine, they set the table, and they have a delicious dinner. And I feel like that culture... It's so important because that's the time that we most kind of bond with each other, you know, and it's, if you're sitting on, you know, food is a mechanism for connection, you know, that's how we share more than anything else. And 
if you're sitting on your iPad, how can you kind of share the experience of a good meal with someone? I'm a huge believer in that. You know, even though South Africa is also so diverse with all these different cultures, I also sense that overall we as South Africans have this different um, sort of connotation of food or this attitude towards meals together. You look at, for example, in India where it's stringent, like we share, mm. or, you know, these Asian countries where we actually sit down together all the time. And then you go into Italy or France where food is not just, even if you single or live alone, you will flip and make yourself this five star meal. Absolutely. And not just sacrifice with like a little burger. 100%. Are you, did, did you watch, um, Eat, Pray, Love? Yes. And what did yes. you think of it? I loved it. Okay, especially the pizza bit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason I brought it up. Like, I've never met anyone who's actually enjoyed that. So thank you very much for making my day. Oh, good. <laughs> no, my God, Julia Roberts in anything. And there's that one movie as well with Meryl Streep and uh, um, Julia and uh, Julia. Julia and Julia. I read the book. I loved that book. Yeah, I just have to admit I didn't exactly enjoy that movie though. Oh, but, anyway. <laughs> but but Julia Child was in her day absolutely, you know, phenomenal. Yeah, you know, she she there was this whole thing at the time of like fifties housewife and you have to be like perfect, yeah, you know, Stepford yeah. wife type cooking. And Julia Child kind of had a TV show and she came on the air and made mistakes and she let everybody know that that was okay, you know, and that it's fine if your food doesn't look like it's from a restaurant or if you burnt the crumble a little bit or you made the sauce a little bit too sweet, you know. Yeah. And I I love that about her. I think she was actually quite a pioneer, like quite ahead of her time. Look at that from Julia Child to Amy <laughs> Searle, everybody. Amy, thank you so much for coming in this this afternoon. Thank you for having me. Yeah, chit chatting with me, and now I'm on your blog. I'm like, oh lord, I really am a crap cook. <laughs> so I'll try to follow all the like different recipes. It's what is it? Amy thinks food, right? Amy thinks food dot blogspot dot com. If people Google that, they can definitely find you, and they can Absolutely. go on with your journey. Thank you so much for coming in, Amy. Thank you for having me, Sia. Oh, this is Untapped Talent right here on cliffcentral.com with me, Sia Sanguinifin. I absolutely love this, getting to boost my knowledge just a wee bit. Here I am learning about recipes and cooking and who knows what I'm going to learn next. So that's why I have Palesa in with me. Hello, Palesa. Hi, how are you, Sia? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. You having a good day? Are you ready to just speak your mind and make oh. an impact on the Cliff Central community? Oh, definitely. definitely. So, so let's get to know about Palesa. Who are you in a nutshell? Wow, Palesa is, um, I stay in Woodmead. Uh-huh. And I, I'm a very talkative person. I'm a very loving person. I'm a very friendly person. Yeah, I'm, I'm just out there. Yeah. Yeah. And so what are the type of things that Palace is in, interested in? Uh, well, I actually, currently I, I have a program that I'm actually running, which is we actually post like, um, current vacancies that are available, like actually helping youth out there and also going to different high schools and offering like career advices as well. So oh. I'm really passionate about uh, actually unemployment in South Africa. So uh, anything that has to do with youth, uh-huh. those are the kind of issues that I'm actually passionate about. Wow. And when, when did this trigger from just being like an ordinary citizen where yeah. you see the flaws in our country and you're trying to pay to them to moving mm. on to a full blown, I really want to do something. You know, see, uh, after I, 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 I did, like, I went to tertiary and I, I finished my, my, my degree. I was actually at home for quite some time. And I came to a point where I was really depressed because I was unemployed. I mean, I think every young person, there is a time where you go through that. Yeah. What and did I you was, study, by the way? I studied HR. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Let me just... um try to help out as well, you know, which with whatever I can do. And I opened an account on Twitter, which is free. And I started posting um, vacancies there. So that's how it actually basically started. Okay. Yeah. So let's plug it. What's the, what's this called? Let me do a girl a favor. <laughs> it's called this. Pable Placements. It's P-A-B-L-E Placements. Okay. Yes. And so how long have you been working on that? Um, it's more than a year now because I started it in 2012. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's more than a year now going. So actually I've approached a few organizations as well, NGOs, and we actually work together going through to different high schools doing whatever we can. Because, you know, one thing that we've noticed with matriculants, you find people who actually go into study maybe engineering and in three 
years down the line, you realize, okay, maybe I'm a media person. Yeah. So what we do is we go to high schools and we recognize what are the things that you love doing because basically, you know, it's easier to do something that you love because then it doesn't feel like you, you're actually doing a job. Yeah. Yeah. And so is that sort of attitude what you'd like to influence into your show, possibly on Cliff Central? Oh, yes, definitely. That's something that I'm actually passionate about. Talking about the youth, specifically yeah. unemployment. Any issues that young people come across, uh, 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 I'm actually here to actually do that. Yeah. yeah. And so what are the, some of the big issues that you could count that are facing, that the youth in South Africa is facing particularly? Mm, I think one of the things that we go through, it's maybe suicide. The, the, the statistics are quite high. And you find that um, a, a lot of people, they, they, they go through so much. Yeah. And you find that people, are, we, we can be so um, ignorant to such a, we, we can the only thing that we care about is maybe posting a status whilst you can ask um, a friend or a sister, how are you doing? So uh, maybe those are any issues that people go go through maybe relationships um whether be it you're going through a rough day at work yeah or anything that a young person goes through i was about to ask particularly with suicide it's almost mm. like um, a, a silent issue exactly and why do you think it's so in 2014 mm. still with all the progress that we're making yeah. that suicide is still like a i don't want to say taboo but it's yeah, something that's yeah. not spoken about yeah or if someone is showing let's just say first mm. early signs of depression it's like i oh, know you're yeah, just exactly. uh, you'll move past the type of thing yeah. why do you think that's so i think you are right it is taboo i mean uh it, like it, i think people are somehow ashamed mm-hmm. to to talk about it and you find that some people they actually don't know who to talk to you because nowadays you talk to someone and you don't know what's going to happen with the information that you're talking about yeah. to, 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 the, to the other person about. I think if we ever we could have people that you actually can identify and you find that person to be the person that you can talk to about uh, anything. And we have maybe different organizations that are mainly focused on, uh, on maybe teen or, or, or adult suicide. Yeah. And those are the type of things that maybe can, t- can take it down a bit. You know, this is the bigger question that I find, and this isn't just directed to suicide as a mm. general, but the, the youth is facing a lot of issues yeah, true that. in many different spheres, mm. and most of it, and most of the suffering is yeah. based on the shame of it. Yeah, exactly. Whether I'm going through, whether I'm bulimic, whether I'm anorexic, whether mm. I am obese, whether I am fee, whether I'm abused, whatever mm. it is, and whatever issue, it's yeah. more of, I'm ashamed of it, so I won't talk about mm. it. What do you think goes into lifting the shame yeah. within a person so that they have the courage to stand up and get help? I think we can just start by st- not being judgmental. You know, I think sometimes yeah. we can be so judgmental that you find that those are some of the things that hinder people to actually come to you and, and, and talk to you about anything there is to talk about. So I think if we can be open as people to say, you know what, here, uh, uh, here I am as a person, you can actually confide in me because, you know, sometimes we, we can be, we can push people away by, by, by small things, you the know? The truth of the matter is we are a very judgmental exactly. society. We are. Like, let's not sugarcoat anything. <laughs> we are very, very judgmental. Exactly. I mean, I can do something very small right now. I can go to Twitter right now and it's all over. Woo. You know what I mean? So. Those and those <laughs> people who are so brave behind keyboards, they'll be like, ah, telling you your business exactly. and Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I think we can just stop being judgmental and just be open. And you know what? Be attentive as well because, you know, sometimes there are people around us and you can see that, you know what, this person is going through a lot. Don't be like, no, they will get over it. You don't know what they're going through. So just be there as a person and, you know, offer whatever you can offer. Okay, here's a bigger question then, I believe. Do we really care about each other? Because if I see you, yeah, Mm. you are suffering, something's going wrong. I can tell that Palace is not the same Palace Mm. I saw a month ago, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Will I actually care enough about you to go out and make, you know, try to get yeah. help, try to ask you what's going on? Why does it bother me? I think, you know what? People don't care. Let's just be honest. Yo, yeah. we are being people. real here. <laughs> we have already said society is just People mental. really don't care. If I'm not in your circle, and if I'm not in Sia's circle, then I'm not worth Sia's attention, you know yeah. what I mean? You know, I think that's how people are. If you're not in my circle, then I don't care what you're going through. You can but just you know what, Balesa, this is the most fascinating and astounding thing to me. Yeah. Because given our country's um, history, 
mm-hmm. and everything we've been through. Given that someone was out there, your Hector Peterson mm-hmm. risked his life and died yeah. because of thousands of people. people. Yeah, he exactly. doesn't even know, exactly. but he said, I'm going to fight for us all. Mm. How can we not care about each other? Exactly. When, how did we reach this point? I never, I, I cannot understand that at all. I think it's just callousness and being proud. You know, you too feel proud. exactly too proud to mm-hmm. say, you know what, what is she going to think? Or what are people going to think if maybe I associate myself with maybe someone like this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hence I'm saying, you know what, for me, that's one of the things that I'm passionate about. I don't, I'm not afraid of going out there, maybe to different high schools, be it, is it in a location? Is it in a rural area? I don't care. Just be there and offer your services. I mean, nobody pays me for what I do, mm-hmm. but I figured, you know what, I did HR. I can actually offer some of the things that I've learned to, to another person who might not actually afford to get them. So, you know what, let's just care. Yeah. Yeah. So far with the work that you've been doing, what's the response been like? It's very positive. You know, um, there's nothing that I, I love about someone maybe saying, you know what, Palisa, you helped me because now I'm actually studying something that's within my line mm-hmm. because you know what, it happened to me as well. You find that you're studying something else, uh, else and then down the line you're like, oh my gosh, and you know how tertiary is. The second yeah. year you realize, no, I don't like this. So it's been positive. It's, 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 it's very, um, I think motivating when you get someone saying, you know what, you've helped me out and now I'm doing something that I love. Do you know what I, and I always respect people, you know, and I don't like the phrase motivational speaking, yeah. but okay, I'll use it nonetheless, <laughs> who go in there and they really try to make a difference. But mm. what is that, you know, when you reach that key into someone where you can definitely see a change in them, mm. within, for example, their personality, their self-esteem, how confident they are, mm. Have you felt that with your with the line of work that you've been doing? Yes, have you I felt have. the self esteem change? Yes, I have. And you know what? What I've learned is I learn I, I learn a lot about myself through helping other people as well, you know Ooh, what I mean? Yeah. Because you know what? I can I, I go through certain things that people sometimes you're not always feeling good about yourself. Exactly. And as down as you may feel, sometimes when you help another person, you can leave there actually feeling uplifted as a person. It sounds so cliche, but the exactly. more you give, the more you get. True that. So true. So I, I think you know what? If you want to help yourself as well, start by helping other people. Mm. Yeah. The Bible according to Palisa, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Palisa, thank you so much for coming in today. Oh, thank you so much. You gave me such an informative Flipping 15 minutes here. It was absolutely awesome. <laughs> no, thank you so much, Sia. Oh, yes. So you go on with the, all the inspiring things that you're doing. And that's why I love the show. Untapped Talent, right here on cliffcentral.com. You know what, Baleza? I'm dedicating this song to you. Wild Wild Love by Pitbull. Oh, all this wild, wild love of ours, it can't be tamed. All this wild, wild love of ours, it can't be tamed. No, for better or worse, a blessing or a curse. Long live this wild. That you love it too, that's why You need it, you want it All over your body This loving I'm giving It's worth more than money You need it, you want it All over your body I know that you want this Wild, wild love Represent. Read all about it, ladies and gentlemen.
chance. I done took over the game. I like my women yang. I like my women yang. I like my women fan. I like them off the chain. Take them all the world. Come Brazil to the bang. You know I meet them, greet them, read them, treat them. Always keep them feeling right. I don't know if I can handle all five. But baby, we can try tonight. absolutely love this it's that was wild wild love by pitbull and grl it's one of those things just gets you going it's the spirit it's the excitement it's here here with untapped talent right here on cliffcentral.com and let's not waste any more time because i want to get to my next audition here hello prudence hello Sia. how are you how are you I, i'm i'm good you're good i'm fantastic you look at you trying <laughs> to one-up me with feelings that you you're know? fantastic okay so do you go by Prudence or Miss Prue or DJ Extraordinaire? Like, what is it? Listen, when I'm on the mic, I'm Miss Prue. Okay. When I'm off the mic, I'm Prudence. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm not even going to go with the government name. <laughs> the ID your... name. Yes. Uh-uh, uh-uh, I'll leave that out. But now I'm Miss Prue. But I just want to know off the record, just between mm-hmm. you and me, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have a middle name? I do. Okay, I do. good. Now you have to tell me. Oh, my gosh. My middle name is Lisedi. Oh, that's a lovely yes. name. So, yeah, that's my middle name. I actually love that name, but because I've got the stage name as Prue and everything, everybody wants to know, what does Prudence stand for? So yeah. I'm always like, no, Prudence stands for Miss Pru- for Prudence. Yeah. I mean, Prue stands <laughs> for Prudence, <laughs> and you're busy going now. But anyway, so Prue stands for Prudence. So I've been going by the name of Prudence because of um the stage name that I've created for myself. Okay, so Lesedi, I, I just said it's a lovely name because I like the way it sounds. I don't even know what language it is. It's what? French. Ooh, I'm joking. Ah. <laughs> it's not French. Shaka is rolling around in his Dude. grave somewhere. <laughs> not even. Um, Lesedi means the light. Ooh. So when I was the last born at home, so I think they were th- they were seeing the light when they saw me. Along. So that's why they called me the light. And you're so modest with the explanation. <laughs> I absolutely love it. So you are a DJ pro- by profession. Yes, I am. It's hectic though. It is so crazy. It is so crazy. And as a woman in the industry, yeah. um, it's something that's very hectic. So you need like this whole support structure just to make sure that you get somewhere. Cause that's, that's the least, like the one question I want to ask DJs. Mm-hmm. What is an, an average week like for you guys? Cause it's, you have a mm-hmm. totally flipped out schedule, schedule than us. Yeah. Exactly. Shouldn't you be asleep now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, listen. On Mondays are my sleep days. Okay. So Mondays I normally just pass out the whole day. But then throughout the week we always, we obviously have to plan, um, what we're going to do, um, during the weekend. Okay. So what we do is you have to plan the business side of the music. You have to make sure that you align, um, you have to make sure your monies are right before you oh, go to there's, an event. Yeah, there's the business side of showbiz. Exactly. Uh-huh. There, and that's what people don't understand that there's, there's huge business side of music that actually makes you an artist. So that's what we have to deal with throughout the week. You have to do interviews. You have to do photo shoots. You have to keep up with the social media and everything. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. people don't understand those small things. And that's what you need to work on before actually stepping on stage and being a DJ. So when did you decide, like, no, it's not just I like music, but I like music enough to now flip and blaze a new trail uh-huh. and become a DJ? In 2009... I was working at EPSA as a call center agent. And I'm sure that must have 
Drained you. Drained <laughs> you to drained, death. It drained me so much. I used to make excuses every week like, Ah, my grandmother died. Ah, my dog died. You know? You ended up like not having enough relatives who are sick or dying. Yeah, yeah. So at the end of my excuses, I was like, you know what? I actually really can't do this because this is not something that I want to do. Mm -hmm. So I, um, I left APSA completely and then I researched on DJing and what I can do. Then I came across Fuse Academy. So now because I left my nine to five, you know, my paycheck nyana, now I was broke. So when I got to Fuse Academy, DJ Zintla was like, no, I told uh, Zintla that, you know what, I'm broke and um, I want to learn how to DJ. So can I please clean your floors or something? Really? And then, um, wh- and then from there, you can teach me how to DJ. Like with the money I'll get from cleaning, yeah. you'll teach me how to DJ. And then she was like, no, don't be silly. Um, we actually need a receptionist. So you'll be a receptionist while you learn how to DJ. I was like, yo. God is with me. The the gates of heaven (laughs) opened and the harps played by angels. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, so, um, after, after she said that, then I I was like, um, a receptionist and learning how to teach at the same time. So at the end of the course, I was like this, I was really, really good because Uh it's something in my mind I had been preparing for. So I was really, really good and I got like platinum and whatnot and whatnot. So Zinka was like, you know what? Since you are so good. Um, let me move you up a level. Let me make you a lecturer. Wow. Because they needed a lecturer for the, for the school. So I was the first female lecturer, um, to teach other females how to DJ and also to teach them the business side of the music. Cause that's, that's what I was learning uh-huh. at the time I was spending with Uzinkle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your mama Oprah must be proud. <laughs> it's a girls academy. You're the first female lecturer. For you, what does it mean to finally be at this point in your life and your career thus far and you look back and every little thing that's come your way? Um, I've, 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 I've learned how to plan things. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the planning that I did before I met Zintler, before I went to Fuse Academy, like I planned, I think two years before I was attending music conferences just to get my headspace into the whole music thing. Yeah. So from all the learning that I did, and the journey, like the ups and downs that I went through, through the industry up until now, I'm actually grateful for everything because I've learned so, so much. And I'm standing now very strong. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm, I'm looking into doing more things than just being a stage DJ. Yeah. Like I want to be on radio now. Yeah. Which is something different. And so that's the thing though. I always want to get into the youth who just are like, and hey, me now want to be the next Beyonce. I want to be on TV. I want to be an actress. I want to be a model. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to want to aspire for success until you know what it takes. What do you think is wrong with our youth when they just are not willing to put in the work? Um, I'd say social media somehow plays a positive and a kind of negative effect on some people. Oh, yeah. Because you'll find there's some girl sitting somewhere looking at Bonang and how flashy she is and everything, yeah. not knowing and understanding what she had to go through oh, to yeah. get that flashy car, to get um, that great hair or whatever. So um, I think with the youth, with the now youth, they don't have that education. They don't have access to the business um, education of music, mm-hmm. which is where radio comes in, obviously, and other certain platforms. They need to understand the business side of the music for them to actually fall in love with the beautiful hair, with the beautiful cars and everything else. So um, it's actually, that's one of the things they need to learn, the the business side of the music. Because I always say it's so easy to Instagram a picture of your red bottoms <laughs> or to tweet about which event you're and going to. And they could to. not even be yours. You know? There could be somebody else's and you're walking by and you Instagram Thank and you're like, red bottom Thank Thursday. You. Hello. Thank you. And then nobody actually tweets or Instagram about the long, hectic hours they're working or how much they have to put in and all the effort. And that's the type of society we live in. But heck, you know, it's <laughs> pros and cons. So listen, here on Cliff Central, ideally, mm-hmm. what sort of show would you like to have? Would you like to infuse music into it? I would love to. What I'd love to do is talk about the business side of the music and being a woman in the business side of the music industry. Um, we, we, we are not that much as women, mm-hmm. but we need to, the Hold woman. Up, let, let's, let's phrase that correctly because uh-huh. we have like feminists out here who'll be banging out at our. <laughs> Women are not taken as much in the industry. In the even industry. though they are enough. There we go. Right? Boom, see ya. 
Thank you. Boom. <laughs> uh-huh. Look, there there are there are um there are a lot of females in in the industry, but there's not enough. There's a whole lot of male in the music business. Um and they're always standing with each other. With women, there's always that um bring her down syndrome. Oh yeah. You know, oh, so yeah. we don't have enough women like Zinkle or Sindor that are trying to help other women to get across. So I would do a show based on um the mu- the business side of the music industry and the the woman power the woman empowerment side of the music business, which is something like you said, how can you tell another girl that doesn't know anything about um DJing and its actual business. How can you tell them about it? These are the platforms that we can use to actually inform them about what's really, really going on in the music business. And I feel that there has to be this sort of discussion. You'd think that in this day and age, with flipping Beyonce ruling the world and having (laughs) the Mrs. Carter show tour and being proud of being... You're married to Jay-Z. Hello. She's proud of being this married woman, goes out there, she's a mother, Mm -hmm. and she's so proud of being female we wouldn't be having issues like this where we would only have like a few female DJs in South Africa where we can count on like our two hands, you know? Exactly. So how important was the likes of DJ Zintle, um, uh, Cosmo, DJ Cosmo, Miss Cosmo, Miss Cosmo, there we go, uh, Sindor for you as role models. Okay. I'd say my role model has been, uh, DJ Zintle and, um, Sindor, mm-hmm. because they initially broke the barrier of um, male DJs and female DJs. When they started, people were like, a woman on the decks, mm-hmm. like, shouldn't they be in the kitchen or pregnant somewhere? Yeah. What, why are they doing a or man's job? Or the screaming girl losing her exactly. mind why in are they the not, crowd. Exactly. Yeah. Why, why have now the tables ch- um, turned? Yeah. So um, with them breaking the barrier, it was easier for me and Miss Cosmo to actually step up and be the next female DJs um, coming after Zintle and Sindor. I get it. So, yeah. So, like I said, they broke the barrier and we are just trying to push forward and be as better as we can be. And, you know, this isn't like a male bashing forum. No. Exactly. But no, it's know, not. With the likes of Usindo, you have to attribute Tira, who was mm-hmm. able to say, you know what, I do have Afrotainment and now mm-hmm. let's try to diversify. And, and Osquido with you know, um, Kalawa Jasmine and exactly. she brought in Zintle. And let's give people not based on your gender, your height, your color, your, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. but your talent. And I think exactly. that's what we have to start looking at. Exactly. Mm. And how to nurture your talent as a woman. You know, when you're a woman, you have young problems, you know, those small problems mm-hmm. and you just flip out. As a woman, like Zinka taught me how to, um, how to mold myself and become a strong woman in the industry, which is something that I, that I know she learned from Osquito, yeah. which is something that Sindor, I know she learned from Dira because they are the strong people in the industry. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those small things of like being a woman and you just flip out, those are things that, things that we need to mold ourselves and grow from, that create a platform and grow from. And you know, at the end of the day, this is what I say. If you are out there on the ones and twos, isn't that the right term? <laughs> I feel so cool saying that. When you're out there spinning decks on the ones and twos, mm-hmm. everyone ends up having a good time. And which ex- absolutely shows that our differences actually really don't make a difference. Isn't that so? Exactly. Done, <laughs> done with you and your mara. That's Hashtag it. done. There we go. And so, by the way, before you leave, uh-huh. I heard from a little birdie. Mm-hmm. That you used to lecture one of Cliff Central very, very own. I did, I did. Balesa, <laughs> one of our producers here. And I did. Supposedly, this birdie told me you gave Balesa a heck of a hard time. I had to. Your if f- I was soft on her, where we, where we should be now? Do you think she would have applied here? Do you think she'd be here? So basically, no. you're saying Balesa must say thank you to you. No, you know what, ne? <laughs> she must grovel, ne? And say, prudence, listen. <laughs> I'm kidding. Like, there's a whole lot of females that went through the program, and I had to be that way yeah. with them. Like, after after school or after the class, in my heart, I'd be like, you know what? I was mean to this girl, but I, everybody has been just as mean to me, which made me stronger. It's like so, a tough love type of thing. It's tough love. Like, I loved each and every one of my students, and I I, I can see now I can see them now actually growing and becoming um different people. So, which is really really good. Yeah, ne. And mm-hmm. you are on fire. <laughs> you are on absolute fire. Miss Prue, yeah. uh, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Thank you for enlightening you. us and, and just being a girl on fire. You know, thank You're you so absolutely much. absolutely awesome. Thank this you. is Untapped Talent right here on cliffcentral.com. I love this. I feel so inspired. 
slowly but surely all these people come in they tell me the inspiring stories and then i just sit back and i go oh by the way what am i doing with my life no i'm joking okay <laughs> let's get our next audition in you know i just noticed now that i only have women coming into audition today whether that's a good thing or a bad thing i'll see let me see how inspiring and absolutely awesome they are hello Balesa. hi hi not only do you have women you've had two balisas and a prudence only you know? peace yeah, Balesa Prud, uh, Amy just broke. Yeah. <laughs> broke it all. You ruined like, it. Yeah, it'll be like app with three Ps. How and are a. you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Let's get straight into it. I love that you are so prepared. You're all up on us. I had to be prepared. This is my third time here. And this is going to be third time lucky. Let's make an impact. I hope so. I so hope let's so. <laughs> straight ahead, go into talking about Date Central. Date Central I love is this. a great date show. Uh-huh. With a little bit of a difference. You know, I'm single myself, so I should know a lot about dating. Ooh, and sorry, Kelly. <laughs> you sound like you're about to whip out all the bad memories from your No, definitely not. Uh, they were bad memories, but I've made them into good memories, I guess, now. Okay. People will, it will all come out. It will all come out. So, yeah, Date Central uh, is about, it's a dating show, but it's about speak, being honest, you know? You yeah. know how dating shows, you need to reveal the best about yourself, even in the dating world, You'll see someone for the first time. You guys will go for lunch or dinner or breakfast, whatever you guys like. Um, <laughs> okay. But anyway, you guys want to talk about all the great stuff about you, you know? Yeah. And Date Central is not necessarily about not saying the great stuff about you, but we want the honest stuff about you. So if you have bad habits, they must come out. Like I'm Sia and I have bad breath and six toes exactly. on my right foot. And if someone wants Whoa. you with your bad breath and your six toes... They should come through to Date Central. I mean, why not? You know, would, someone will love you. And you would love to do this on air. I would love to do it on air. I want people oh. to meet. I want them to be there. I want them to, you know, to reveal stuff about themselves that they yeah. wouldn't really necessarily reveal when they're out there on the dating world. So this is what that's about. Sure. What if somebody gets dumped on air? That's not, that's, that's a good thing. Yo. They were going to dump you anyway. <laughs> That's a good thing. Like eventually, they were going to dump you. So, hey, it must happen. If it must happen, it like must happen. Like, here I am with my heart on the sleeve, like, trying to be all awesome. And then the person, like, no, George. Uh, if you don't. came on radio, you were expecting something. It must be good or it must be bad. I mean, that what make, that's what makes great radio. It can't all be good, right? Okay. Right? It Do can't you, all be good. What are you, what's, like, been your worst date ever? <sighs> oh, gosh. Yeah, you so have to many. shame a name. Oh, whoa, whoa, she has so many. That's what makes it even sadder. I mean, I'm 25 and I'm single, so I've had a lot of dates. Uh, but why are you saying that as if it's a bad thing? No, it's not a bad thing. It's okay. not a bad thing. I enjoy being, I mean, I enjoy being single right now. Okay. I mean, I've been in relationships and then there was a time when I was single, I decided not to date at all. You know, I said, okay, I just want to be single. I just want to know more about myself. You know, yeah. I just want to get to know myself and be, you know, be that person. And then I decided that, okay, now I'm ready to go back into the dating game. I'm ready to meet new people. And it's actually great. Right now, I've, I've been meeting the most people. I think, I think I'm a serial dater. You're a, a serial dater. I do, yeah. <laughs> but don't I'm a you bit find, of a serial dater. Yeah, don't you find that when you don't have expectations on things and you just go and then like, you know what? Whatever must happen, must happen. And you know, isn't it that becomes, better? Yeah, it becomes more fun that way because... It's one of those things. If I find a match, I find one great. But if I don't, I still have all the great things about myself. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean there's something wrong with me. It just means that person wasn't for me. So, I mean, date, that's what dating is about. It doesn't mean the first date you'll go to, that person, you guys will be happy together forever yeah. on unicorns yeah. and all that. You know, you just need to go through the motions, see different people, do different things. You know, and that's the great thing about dating. So you aren't that type of girl who's like, uh, uh-uh, at 30, I need to have my, you know, white picket fence, be married, have my two <laughs> not, kids. Not at 32, at I have a chihuahua named Polly. Like you aren't that type of girl. <laughs> I'm not that girl. And I, I always tell myself 20 something year olds needs to stop worrying themselves about 30 something year old problems. Right now, it's Ooh, not wait, your problem. Wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's like a big thing. <laughs> Really, 20-something-year-olds should, should not worry. worry themselves okay. about 30-something-year-old yeah. problems. Ooh, that's, that's a 30-something-year-old problem. You want to be married now. You wanna, you have a life to live. You have a career to build. You have new things you need to see. And 
once you've seen all those things and you've lived your life properly and once you go into marriage, then you won't be thinking about doing all those things anymore that you've missed out on. I get no? it. Yeah. So it's not too crazy if I say, uh-uh, I want to get married when I'm like 40. It's not too crazy at all. Uh-huh. People, I mean, celebs get married at 50. Who I'm cares? In. Who cares how, when you're married? It's none of their business. <laughs> it gives me some sort of faith, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, with Date Central, I want people to like send me emails, come through and they're like, Tell me about yourself. Tell me about your dating life. And we're going to, you know, playing a bit of Cupid, putting a bit of a matchmaker. And then we'll call you on air. And yeah, you guys will tell us. You'll speak to each other. And you'll tell us what you think about yourselves. And, you know, you'll ask each other questions. And then yeah. we'll have some callers coming in thinking, do you, do they think they're compatible? Or do you aye. think about this? Or do you think about that? So, I mean, a little bit of drama is always nice. I like it. Have you ever successfully matched a couple up. I have. I have. Really? I have two of my friends that are still together. They've been together for four years now. Wait, both were your friends? No. Okay. I met one. The one was my friend, uh-huh. but it's a guy I met and I saw him at a party. And, and like, then I was ah, like, but Wena, Wena, you're perfect for my friend. I oh. think you're the one. Oh. You know? And then how long have they been together? They've been together for four years now. Ah, girl, okay. Maybe you might you know? be onto something. Yeah. Okay. But I'm not necessarily here to really be the Cupid. Mm-hmm. I just want people, different people to meet each other. I've been called too picky. I'm sure there are many people who've been called too picky out there. Okay, you know? wait. Let, let's go through this. <laughs> What's like your top five must have in a potential partner? For me? Yeah. Uh, you must be driven. Okay. You must have some sort of ambition. You can't just be chilling. And, you know, not doing anything with your life. Okay, so even if I drive like a skodonk of a car, even if you do drive what if a I'm skodonk, still, they you know, need, they pushing need, passion? Yeah, I need to see that your skodonk is going somewhere. Maybe in a few years, you'll be out of your skodonk. Even you know? if it's going somewhere because I'm outside pushing it up the hill. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope I don't see you pushing it up the okay, hill. Okay, all right. <laughs> but you don't have to tell me you were pushing it up all the right, hill. All okay? right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just <laughs> pretend it's a hot day and I'm not just sweating because I'm pushing. So number one, you have to be driven. You have to be driven. Number two. Um, well, good looks are not that important, but there must be something there, you know. I, at least I need Ooh, I need to see, I need girl. to see I don't need to see a scuba of a baby. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I need to see something there. You know, okay. there must be you know a little twinkle in your eye, something that attracts me. So yeah, all right, a, a good attraction. That would be one of the first things. So after okay, so number one, be driven. Mm-hmm. Number two, just have some kind of perpetual goodness. Something there. Number three, um. I like, I like a, not necessarily a smart man, but I like good conversation. So if we speak, there must be good conversation. I like me some sarcasm. Be a little nasty, ooh, you know. <laughs> we'll know. Yeah, be a little nasty. I like that. Okay, so some sort of substance. <laughs> some sort of stu- substance not to your be, conversation. Don't be Einstein, Mm-mm. but at least be able to carry yeah, your. Own. I mean, I get that. keep keep me guessing, keep me going, you know. I must, I must be excited about the things we're going to say to each other. Okay, number four. Uh, number four would be after, let's say, our initial dates. Mm-hmm. After our initial dates, okay, either then all the sex appeal and stuff like that, I need to know that you have some sort of future for yourself. Not necessarily for us, but for yourself. Okay. You know, I, like- I, you need to know more than ambition, but like a driver purpose. Yeah, uh, like yeah. something like harder than ambition. It, ambition, anyone can be ambitious. The guy at the street corner selling a stock suite is next ambitious to, to sell. T- to yeah, sell ten a exactly. Day. But yeah. it needs to be something hard. Like okay, I you know for sure this is what will be happening with your life. And then after that, grade six. Oh, <laughs> oh, just just that little just, art I mean, quality. If we are going to be in a relationship, I need to enjoy that part of. Our life, you know? So, yeah. Quite a top, top five, five there. Quite an eclectic, <laughs> that is crazy mix five. of a top five. So, you're on too picky. I think that's a nice general... I'm not. Well, that's what I think. I think I'm not too picky, but they're not thinking the same, I guess. <laughs> okay, hold up. Let's go back to your bad date experience. Have you ever been told by someone you're on a date with that, like, you're too picky or someone's, like, picked I've up? I've never been told. I've been told by friends I'm too picky, but what I have been told by a date is um I'm intimidating. I'm, I'm still trying to find out what that means. But I think that's such a compliment. I think so too, but apparently that's why they, they run. No, I see <laughs> the root of intimidation as you're so 
you are such a force. You yeah. are, you just embody power. And you, you are know, confident to the right. point where I feel insecure. Yeah. What I always say to guys who say, you know, I'm too intimidating. It's like, then I don't need a man who's intimidated by me. I need a man who can show me some intimidation. Yeah. You know? So if you feel like I'm too strong for you, then I'm ob- you're obviously not the man for me. You're weak. Or so I need someone a little be... bit stronger. Yes. You know? Yes, so girl. yeah. Someone who's going to tell me I'm intimidating, I'm obviously not interested because I need to, you need to be a bit more than uh, what I am, you know, in okay. terms of the strength and, you know, your presence, all of that. You know, let's match up. Let's do, you know, we need to be there for each other. Okay. So what if, hypothetically speaking, you meet mm-hmm. this guy, he has your top five, he's driven, he has like something deeper than ambition, great sex, Alice rolled up into one substantial conversation, but he's like flipping insanely shorter than you. Uh-uh. Sorry. <laughs> I no. knew that's a deal breaker. No, that's a deal breaker. Really? I'm, 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 I'm kind of tall. For I'm, I'm a tall lady, uh-huh. right? So I'm sorry, I can't do. And I wear heels a lot. That so firstly, I'm tall, be... and I love my heels. So it, no. Uh-uh. Okay, no goes on. Sorry. Let's <laughs> also say top five check boxes are all ticked, mm-hmm. and this guy, bald headed, only wears orange robes, and he's a monk, like. A Medi- monk. Meditates Do every single day. Yeah, let's just say he does. Okay, then that's okay. But he wants you to be all Guru Pitka with him. He wakes no. up at four in the morning. If you like me, I'm going to be me. If you want me to be something else, it's not going to happen. Yeah, it. I'm not going to be a monk lady and now all of a sudden I'm wearing those long robes. Yes, and, maybe you uh, uh, just wants your chakras to be aligned. <laughs> our chakras can be aligned in other ways. <laughs> yeah. On that note, ladies and gentlemen. Vanessa, thank you so much for coming. Thanks. Thank you. You're very such much. an interesting ball of a lot of heck of a thing. Ooh, so, so many things. I love the concepts of Date Central and I wish you the absolute best in this it. whole process. By the way, yes. I just want to say one last thing. Uh, the concept in my head of Date Central comes out of the station as well. So I also want to have one of those, um, once a month, a Date Central meetup, like, you know, like one of those Ooh, dates, one of yes. those uh, dating games. It's like, so people come through. All the people that were mismatched on Date Central come through to meet other people, yeah. and other people as well are invited to come through. And you know, people can just come there and meet one another and have I some get fun. It. I guarantee. You know? I guarantee. <laughs> oh my goodness! Thanks Vanessa. a lot, Zia. You've been absolutely awesome, and you have been absolutely awesome for listening in this whole hour. Quite a crazy bunch of people coming in on Untapped Talents, but that's the. Love of the show. That's the absolute awesomeness of the show. And what else can I say except thank you so much for listening in. And you know you've had an absolute awesome weekend when you're all husky on a Monday and you're trying to pull off a whole hour. But I hope I've done you proud and you're back same time, 2 o'clock next week, Monday, right here on cliffcentral.com. My name is Sia. Thank you so much for listening and see ya. Untapped talent on cliffcentral.com.